that means that when I was in third grade, uh, we started in 2006 and then we ended in 2007. That makes sense because when I was in fourth grade, in I, I went and saw Iron Man in the theater and oh, I was in fourth grade and that was in 2008. Yes. <laughs> yes. Brandon, you just blew my fucking mind right now. <laughs> I got that fucking astronomy brain. This fucking man <laughs> over here being like, uh, uh, oh god, fucking, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, some fucking fucking Alan from The Hangover, yeah, trying to yes. pull a Rain Man. Yes, <laughs> literally, that's what you fucking did just now. Fucking Shia LaBeouf from Revenge of the Sith, or not Revenge of the Sith. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa, I didn't know Shia LaBeouf was in Star Wars. Holy <laughs> shit. Revenge of the Fallen? Revenge of the Fallen. He had his fucking seizure in front of the class. Oh, yeah, when, he, when he's like, and this. <laughs> <laughs> on the show tonight i'm brendan and i'm levi and who was our lovely guest for the evening you know it's your boy the cinemaniacs number one fan garrett hell yeah yes sir <laughs> yes sir it is true garrett over here is in the fact Cinem- our number one fan the cinemaniacs number one fan and levi's number one enemy <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Levi is my arch fucking nemesis. <laughs> but, um, I'm public enemy number one on Garrett. So. Yeah, I'm nah, you on side, nah, you're but, public um... enemy number enemy number zero, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're on you're on the list so bad that like you are just number zero. This man gonna go cross country to find my ass. And... <laughs> <laughs> what was it you said, Garrett, the other day? <laughs> What did you say? Uh, I hope Levi can fight. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I'm ready. When the day comes, I'm ready, Garrett. That's the thing. You'll never know when the day comes, though. And that's okay, because I'm ready to go. No, you're not. I'm going to come at you like the fucking coronavirus, bro. You will (laughs) never see me coming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but, but yes, tonight we're talking about our comfort movies. Yes, yeah. So, um, uh, not a lot of things new came out this week or the past couple weeks. So, um, at least anything we've that con- we've seen. 
Yeah, that and the fact of like it snowed a lot this week in at least like the area for me, Brendan and Levi. Oh no, oh, me too. Mexico. Oh, about the oh, it even snowed in New Mexico over there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Winter weather in New Mexico is wild. Really, for real. Like we said, we all have our couple movies where we're just like, you know what? I want to watch a movie because we can't figure out what to do. So we just, you know, throw out a movie. And to be fair, half the time it got rejected because someone looking at you, Levi, didn't want to watch a movie that, like, didn't have some quality to it for some reason. Motherfucker still hasn't watched End of the Spider-Verse. You haven't. And I don't know how you stay. I don't know how you haven't watched a movie in that long. Like honestly, it's honestly it's a little bit ridiculous. Just when I think Levi can't surprise me, <laughs> he does more. One of my like comfort movies that I've like been watching since what I was a kid is definitely like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie because that movie slapped so hard. I for saw no it a reason. Long, I saw it a long time ago when I was little, and I really don't remember shit from it. I just remember Ivan Ooze. Well, like, allow me to well, allow me to allow me to fill you in because that's kind of all that really happens. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's fucking amazing to think that he's played by Brian Cranston. Wait, what? Ivan Ooze is played by Brian Cranston, isn't it? Back up. No, I don't think he is. Brian Cranston did other stuff for Power Rangers. He didn't do. He didn't voice Ivan Ooze. That's definitely not Brian Cranston doing that impression. Yeah, Ivan Ooze was played by like one of those like classical like theater actor people. I think. Yeah. Ah, Paul Brian, Freeman, my bad. Yeah, Paul Paul Freeman did Ivan News. Brian Cranston was in the first couple seat like the first and was, like the first two seasons of Power Rangers because he was um he was a, he was doing a lot of the villain voices. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait. He was that. Zordon in the uh the twenty fifteen Power Yeah, Rangers he was movie. Zordon in the new one. Yeah, that's because like he was doing Power Rangers stuff back in like when it first came out over here. Yeah. Like I said, that movie doesn't have a lot that goes on besides, like, um, you know. Ivan Ooze. I, I mean, the whole plot is just, like, the it's, like, it's, like, I don't even know, like, where in the timeline it happens. Because, like, there is, like, yeah, I don't know where in the timeline for the show this happens because I think it's, like, a, it's, like, a weird in-between space, I think, between, like, season three and season four of Mighty Morphin or whatever. It's in that weird middle space, so it doesn't have like a timeline thing. Also, I don't think it's canon. It's not. No, what? I don't think it's canon. because It's, it's not, not canon. Because they transition from like Mighty Morphin to like the uh, like the ninja. Yeah, but then they do it in a different way in the show. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not canon. What the fuck? Yeah, I kind of wish it was. Fucking murdered Zordon in the Mighty. He Morphin did. Movie. He did. And he destroyed the morphing matrix. So he did, didn't he? He. I so, do remember that. So that like Ivan News like completely wrecked shop whenever he lands on Earth because the the whole thing is like the it's like any Power Rangers like episode. The Ranger just doing their own thing and then the villain just kind of pops up. Except like this one was it made by um by like Rita it. He just he'd been around for like, you know, the usual. I've been around for like centuries and I think he had like he probably had some beef with Zordon before he came to Earth, which yeah. that's like what half the villains like usually have before like they switch 
out Zordon for um that one lady. That I forget super her name. fine fucking Yeah, her. Mm. I forget her name. <laughs> that beautiful lady. They switched because like they, they did a full switch whenever it was like turbo. Oh fuck fucking like turbo. I fucking hate a turbo movie too. Hot stuff on her as um everyone does in the Power Rangers. And then he gets relieved by a bunch of construction workers because he lands the construction yard because of course he would. <laughs> so he gets freed and just like I want to fight the Rangers. Just like no, just uncalled for. He's just like I want to smoke. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> like he pulled. Like he pulled. Like, he he's like, I'm trying to fight the Power Rangers for literally no other reason than just say like, I did it. I did that shit. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, that's why I'm just, like, he definitely had some, like, he definitely had some beef with Zordon before Zordon, like, came out to Earth. Yeah. So, like, he definitely had some, like, he, he was like, you know what, I want to smoke, and I'm about to go find Zordon and get the smoke. He's the <laughs> definition of, mama, I throwed up. <laughs> so he just goes to the Rangers, like, home base. They're not even there. They're gone. Destroys everything. Like they're gone. They're like they're they're living their like high school lives. Yeah, man, they're and, fucking rollerblading around and shit. And then and, 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 and Alpha's just like, yo, they need to come back. The the base is just like completely fucked up. That's and so funny fucking... that they were just rollerblading around <laughs> like, while an like... alien murdered their mentor. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine that shit in like an X Men movie where like like, say, like, Magneto or Apocalypse just shows up and fucking bodies Professor X. <laughs> and you just see, like, Jubilee and Jean Grey just rollerblading just around <laughs> campus. And then they all go to, like, the danger room and see Professor Xavier's dead body just, <laughs> like, tipped over in his fucking wheelchair. <laughs> with the, like, with the Cerebro helmet in hand. <laughs> Like, Everyone's like, oh shit, it's Professor X. So yeah, they like that happens, so they have to like go and get new no, this before they even get new powers because they try to go they try to go fight they go try to fight Ivan Eve before that, like after that happens, and he yeah. just murks he just murks all of them with ease. Like he no hesitation. He just he's just like, all right, y'all want to fight? Uh. <laughs> See, if I were the Power Rangers, I would simply throw flour at Ivan Ooze. But that flour? doesn't even do anything. Flour hardens to... gelatinous material. They have to throw him <laughs> into the sun. They have to throw him into the sun to defeat him. What the fuck are ass. you guys talking about? Like, we're talking, we're talking about, power about Power Rangers. <laughs> Y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> Dude, that sounds like a personal problem, buddy. I'm sorry. But, yeah. like that. It's not canon. However, the Turbo movie is canon. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it because is. it like directly transitions to the show, which yeah. I don't I I don't care about the movie, yes, but I don't really care for like I really don't care for like Turbo as like a show. As, like, I like a season the, of... the show was not good. It's not, homie. It's just cars. Yeah. It's it, it's literally just cars that transform. They're not even transformers. They just transform them like 
They're like big, no bigger cars. <laughs> yeah, they like they just turn into a bigger car. And I'm like, bro. I liked uh, I liked Time Force and Lightspeed Rescue. Yeah, Time those Force are like the goat and Lightspeed Rescue are the absolute best. Series. Those are the goaded like, seasons of Power Rangers. Like, like they are, like, like the other Red Ranger in Time Force, the Quantum, the Quantum Ranger. Ranger, Quantum Ranger, yeah. He was my fucking favorite. Oh my god! I had an action figure of the Quantum Ranger when I was a kid. I, bro, I, I wish used to I have had the, the fucking. Quantum I had the Ranger. Quantum Zord. I had the Quantum Zord as a kid. The fucking uh, T Rex. Yes. Oh, you. That's so fuck. hard. Bro, that shit goes so, hard. It, it went so hard. I would have the fucking. They have to go back. They have to go back in time to get that motherfucker. Yeah, and they fight over it too. And the Quantum Ranger what? fucking wins. Time Force! Time Force! <laughs> Power Rangers! God damn it. How does it feel to be out of your elephant, Levi? How does it feel to be out of your elephant, Levi? I'm sorry. I blacked out. I, I wasn't paying attention after the fucking sunflower. Levi. <laughs> yeah, the last, uh, the last good Power Rangers series... Was probably uh, um, Jungle. No, not Jungle Fury. No, Jungle Fury was pretty good too. Was it? Was that the? That was the one where there was like it was like the Bat Ranger or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. That that was good. I actually kept up with that. I mean, that was like the last show I was like invested in because I think I was like just hitting high school, and I was like I can't be in high school watching Power Rangers. But yeah. The last good one was probably Jungle Fury. Yeah, that's very fair. And then yeah. it just um Is that it became it was like it was like Power Rangers Samurai, Power Rangers Super Samurai, Power Rangers Megaforce, Power Rangers Super Megaforce. Like, come the fuck on. <laughs> that's that's but that's one of the reasons why I really like um Dino Thunder not Dino Thunder, holy shit, the Mighty Morphin movie. Yeah. Because, like, I'll sit here and, like, watch it, and then I'll just think about, like, all the other seasons of Power Rangers. It it really does. Like, it takes me back. And now I'm just like, damn, now I really want to watch Power Rangers again. I want to, I like, want to rewatch the movie. Because I know I watched the movie, like, last year at some point. Because I just randomly found it on, like, I think it was on Hulu or whatever. Yeah. And I just, I just turned it on, and I'm like, ain't nothing else on. And I'm like, this movie goes hard. I'm going to sit here and watch this. Well, I don't know how long it'll be on there, but currently, I believe it's on HBO. It is. I think it is on HBO. That's where, yeah. I, actually, that's where I watched this, on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> it was HBO Max had the Tyree movie. I'm like, you know what? This right here, besides, like, HBO having, like, all the other really good shows, this right here, this is what makes y'all go to Y'all have the body with Tyree movie. Gotcha. So good. <laughs> You know what? You know what else HBO has? What? HBO Max has Batman v Superman. Here we go. Right. <laughs> I mean, it that is true. It does have. It I does can have just. That. I can feel the hatred that I just fucking caused Here by making go. this transition. I think. I think I'm the only person that's like slightly on your side with this movie. Hell yeah! But that's only because you show me Ultimate Edition. Hell yeah. The Ultimate Edition is better because it makes sense. It's still not that good, but it makes sense. I'm not sure if I ever saw anything other than the theatrical release. Garrett, I remember when we all went and saw 
that movie mm-hmm. in theater. Yeah, it was. It's a Kinnett theater. Yeah, and uh, I was like the only fucking one that liked it. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah. y'all started immediately roasting the shit out of it, <laughs> and I was in the car, and I was like. Oh shit, I fucking liked this movie. Yeah, we were bullying the shit out of you for liking that movie. <laughs> I I can't help it. I, I really like I really like Batman v Superman. I really do. See, I saw that because um Webster like Webster did like the whole like five dollar to go see a movie. Oh, I thing. keep forgetting you were in fucking college then, because that was our senior year. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was twenty fifteen. I was like, all right. I get to see this movie for five dollars, bet. So I went, and um, I couldn't just walk out because Webster transported us there. But if I if I didn't get there from Webster, I probably would have just like left because I was like, "What the fuck is this movie?" Nah, nah. Here's my thing, and this has nothing to do with Batman v Superman. I am never gonna walk out of a fucking movie. It no. takes a because it I takes spend a lot. Money I spent money. I don't care if it's the worst movie I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> I'm making sure I get my money's worth. See, but here's the thing. I spent $5. And that's $5 you ain't going to get back. That's why well, I didn't leave it. could have used for literally anything, <laughs> anything else. else. To be fair, I didn't walk out the movie. I just really wanted to. But I was just like, I don't got nowhere to go. So I'm just going to sit here and tough it out. <laughs> yeah, like I... <laughs> I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie. It it the the, the scene that did it what did it for me was like the scene where he when like when he's when like Bruce is sleeping and fucking Flash pops up and I'm like, bro, what the fuck is this? Like because there was no context to it. <laughs> Remind me who directed Batman v Superman? Zack Snyder. <laughs> it was Zack Snyder. Zach motherfucking Snyder. I want to put my foot down his throat. <laughs> He's been through a lot. He has yeah. been. He has been. I know. Like, I you know. I know. He's been through a lot. You know uh, what? It's not even about Zach Snyder. Actually, it's about his insane fan base <laughs> that Let, Brendan's a part of. That Brendan is a part of. Nah, all the Brendan is a Snyderverse stand. I am not listen, I am I am a Snyder fanboy. I'm gonna one hundred percent be honest with that. I've I've now watched all or almost all of Zack Snyder's feature films. Have you finally I, watched Sucker Punch? I did. I talked about Sucker Punch with you, remember? Oh fuck yeah, you did. I do not really dislike any of his movies. I, I'm legit a fucking fanboy. I'm not gonna deny it. However, some of the people in the fan base, like Cult. any fan base, Cult. like any, fuck off, like, <laughs> uh, take it way too fucking far. And that is, like I said, that's with any fucking fan base. I do not consider myself one of those toxic people. Uh, I do not think harassing directors, producers, uh, shitting on anything that is not created by Zack Snyder or tying into any of his movies, I don't think that's cool. I don't think it's cool to, uh, like, harass Kathy Yan, who directed uh, Birds of Prey, and to fucking, uh, 
like harass harass James. Her. She made a good fucking movie and harass James Gunn for the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. I, I don't think that uh, I don't think that shit's cool. That's not okay. I do not associate right. myself with those people. Right. Uh, it's just not like this has been my public service announcement. Don't be a fucking dickhead. Like to live by. Like, listen, I fucking love Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and, and Zack Snyder's Justice League too. That doesn't mean that you get to shit on James Gunn and tell him to fucking kill himself and shit like that just because you don't like the Suicide Squad or Peacemaker. Like that's Zack not Snyder's cool. Man of Steel is probably my favorite DCEU movie. Man of Steel's fucking good. It's, it's so a good, good movie. Very good movie. But we're not here to talk about Man of Steel. No, go ahead and talk we're about, about BDS. Listen, I'm not going to go into the whole fucking plot and everything. I just... So, I don't know why. When I watched this in the theater, I, I just really liked it. I fucking love Ben Affleck as Batman. Word. When, when they announced... That he was going to be Batman. Garrett, you can fucking back my ass up. I was one of the only fucking people that said he's going to be a good Batman. No, and for real. Everyone, like you, Sophia, Jacoby, were like, he was a terrible fucking Daredevil. He's going to be a terrible fucking Batman. He's a yeah. bad fucking actor. <laughs> and I'm like... I had, nah. I had no hope, but Brendan... Brendan held on. I was like, y'all motherfuckers need to see Gone Girl. Y'all need to see Argo. Y'all need to see the fucking town. Like This is the same way people reacted to Robert Pattinson. Yeah, it happens with every fucking Batman actor. <laughs> I was one of the first people to say that uh, Robert Pattinson would be good. Good on you, because I was that. too. I was in the same I was in the same fucking boat. I was like, I was like I've seen good time. I don't admit it has fucking potential. Like and like Matt Reeves was like, people who say that he's going to be a bad Batman have obviously never seen his work post Twilight, right? They because have. He's it. he's such an excellent actor. Yeah, yeah like like he's I said, so he's talented. Like, he is. Good Time is like one of his best fucking movies that he's done. Right. I, that and the fucking Lighthouse is so good. I don't know when is, we're gonna. I, I just don't know when we're gonna stop this shit with every fucking Batman actor. We're never like, going to. It's, like, it's, it goes all the formulaic. way back to fucking Michael Keaton, where they were like, Michael Keaton's too fucking short, and he's a fucking comedy actor. He's not fucking Batman. And it's, then he's like... Did they not see fucking Adam West Batman? Apparently not. Evidently not. Like, really? How can you say that and just be like, I have it, no, just, just like ignore the fact that Adam West Batman exists. Like, that's the goofiest Batman ever. Well, because... because the 1989 Batman was going to be a darker take. And they yeah. were like, Michael Keaton is a fucking comedy actor. He's fucking Mr. Mom. He's fucking Beetlejuice. He's like five foot eight. He's too fucking short. He's not six foot two. He's got curly hair. He's not ripped as shit. He's not fucking Batman. Bro, who did they want at the time? I got no fucking clue. Probably Dude. like Sylvester Stallone. Here, here's no. my question: Do we ever know, ever at the time, who we want as Batman? Like, honestly, no, no, yeah, no. exactly. Un- we know until... who we James. You know who I want. You know who I want as Batman. You know who I want as Batman. Ben Dude. Affleck and John Hamm. Why John Hamm? Yeah, why John, John Hamm? John Hamm looks like he could be Batman. 
I mean, fair. That's that's he, he looks he looks like Bruce Wayne. You know what? I don't got to take your John to disagree hands. with you. You got to agree, Gary. That's fair. for one one simple fact is why I'm disagreeing disagreeing with you. Yeah. He doesn't have the mouth of a person who could be Batman. He has the That's eyes. fair. He That's has the fair. Eyes of someone who could be Bruce Wayne, but he doesn't have the mouth and like the jaw of somebody who could be Batman in my opinion. Ah, I kind of dis- fucking... I kind of disagree. Oh, no, I John Ham got a bit of a fat face like Ben Aff- or Ben Affleck's got a long face. John Ham has kind of a long face too. Anyway, I fucking but... love Ben Affleck as Batman. And I'm not going to lie, the movie had me hooked the moment that we saw Bruce Wayne in Metropolis when the the end of Man of Steel oh, was happening. Yeah. That shit was fucking awesome. Because oh, he, yeah. he wasn't even Batman. He got in his car, went to help his people. And, and I'm sorry, the shot when the fucking Wayne Enterprises building is coming down and everyone is running away from it, and he's running straight towards it into the fucking cloud. Is dope as fuck. And the movie had me from there. Real quick. I'm about to say something. Okay. The more you talk about this movie... <laughs> no. No, this is a good thing. The more you talk about this movie, the more I realize the only thing I didn't like about it really was Jesse Eisenberg. Okay, but that's and a valid statement. That's a valid statement. I I am not the biggest fan of Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. That's got to be like one of the worst casting decisions. But with how it was written, I don't think anyone else could have done it better. Like <laughs> like I remember like whenever they were announcing like the cast of the movie and everyone, because fucking Breaking Bad came out, everyone yeah. was like, oh, Brian Cranston is Lex Luthor. That would be dope as fuck. And yeah, that, that would be dope as fuck. I'm not going to fucking The lie. only reason people said that is because he's fucking <laughs> Exactly, exactly. He was, he was bald. I'm like, that's the only reason it was. I'm not, not going to lie. I agree. Like, uh, the Lex Luthor and Batman v Superman, like, no matter who played him, that, that was a pretty shitty Lex Luthor. It's just, it's just, it's literally just like, how well do you like work with the shitty script you got? But I liked, I liked the whole like motivation and philosophical ideas with him. Um, Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's true to the character of Lex Luthor. I think it's just like the mannerisms that the character had. Real, Real quick, hot take. Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor or Jared Leto Joker? Lex Luthor, oh. Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor, hands down. Yep. I really I, do not like Jared Leto as the I'm Joker. In a, I'm in a conundrum. <laughs> See, I, like I they're both. Too, Garrett. I'm not gonna lie. They both act more like Jim Carrey's Riddler. <laughs> they're both. They're both just so awful. I can't put my finger on just one. <laughs> I, I'm choosing Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. I'm. I'm guess I'm in the same boat as you, Garrett. But I guess if I. If I had if you had a gun one. to your head and you said <laughs> which do you like more, Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor or Jared Leto's Joker? Okay, gun to my head, I guess Jesse Eisenberg. Gun to my head, Jared Leto Joker. I'm gonna spit on you next time. <laughs> um, 
I like the ideas behind Jared Leto's Joker. Like, like the the whole idea of the reason why he has the fucking plates on his teeth is because Batman busted them all out when he killed Robin is dope as fuck. That is I mean, an awesome I, I, concept. I, th- I think Jared Leto's Joker is the worst Joker of all the Jokers we've seen so far. But between hit between Jared Leto trying to portray his own Joker and Jesse Eisenberg portraying his own Lex Luthor, I think Jared Leto's Joker is a better portrayal or portrayal of uh, who he thinks of how the Joker would actually act this version of the Joker as opposed to the fucking version of Lex Luthor we got. I disagree. Like, like the portrayal of both of those characters, like it, it's it makes sense in theory, but it was just completely botched in execution. Fair. Yes, that's fair. I can't help it. I just, I really like Batman v Superman. I have rewatched it so many times. Um, and, and one thing that I really fucking like about it, like one reason that keeps, that keeps bringing me back is I love the whole breaking down of what would it be like if Superman really lived in our world and seeing like the, the news, the news reporting on him and bringing in the politicians to talk about him yeah. And uh, the one news reporter talking to fuck Senator Finch, um, the fucking lady. I can't remember her fucking name. Holly the Hunter. Lady? Holly Hunter. Yeah, Holly Hunter's character. Uh, yeah, Elastigirl. Sen- yeah. <sighs> That's right. She's the voice of Elastigirl. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. We no. watched Incredibles too at school today, so that was fun. Um. But no, whenever he's like um, talking to her and he says, because she thinks that Superman should be uh, sort of reined in and should report to the government. And he says, would you feel comfortable telling a grieving mother Superman could have saved your kid, but he didn't because we wouldn't let him. And she's saying and she replies with, I'm not saying that he shouldn't do it. I'm just like saying, should he? And it's like, like that, like the whole thing about that with Superman is that like, he doesn't belong to the United States government. Right. Like he, he belongs to the world. Right. And that's, that's one of my favorite things about the Superman and Lois show. I actually haven't watched that. One of the best, if not the best, like even better than the first two seasons of Arrow. Like, yeah. It is the best CW like DC show. I've heard that a lot recently. Like, it is so good, but like that—that's uh, that's a big proponent of like the Superman and Lois show. That like even like Superman is like, I don't I don't want to mess with the politics. You know, I don't belong to the United States military. I belong to the world, and like that whole ideology that happened a lot in Superman media where they want to use him as like a government agent mm-hmm. doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. I, I remember talking to my parents after we watched uh, Batman v Superman for the first time. Um, and my dad, my dad was not a fan of it. Um, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, why is Superman like that? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like what? And he's like, he's like, you know, like, I remember Superman would, like, 
would like fly around and he'd like save people and like oh no this baby's falling oh and he swoops in and he catches the baby and then everyone cheers he's like what happened to that and i'm like well this is this is bringing superman into the real world because let's be honest people would not fucking react that way with superman no if if like you go on twitter right now and tell me that the people on twitter would embrace Superman with open arms. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, and like that's another reason why they changed his like catchphrase yes. from like truth, justice in the American way. It's like truth, justice, and uh, a better tomorrow. Yeah, like they changed it to that because like so many people were like saying like if if uh, if Superman were like gov- like a government agent, I would not fuck with him. Yeah. Like, I would not like him at all. Yeah. And there's just there's just a lot with, with Batman v Superman that I, I really like. I can't help it. I think that it's shot beautifully, um, like almost all of Zack Snyder's movies. Yeah. Um, the cinematography's just really good. I fucking love the score by Hans Zimmer and Junkie yeah. XL. Like, that shit's just so good. Hans Zimmer's Superman theme is always going to slap. And I thought Junkie XL did a great job making the, uh, the Batman theme. And they both did a great job making the Wonder Woman theme when Wonder Woman comes in to help them stop Doomsday. And it's just so fucking cool. Like, that, that guitar just... lick in the Wonder Woman theme like triggers my fight or flight response. <laughs> like, it is so good. Yeah, it's just... That shit's just so fucking good, man. I I can't help it. I really like Batman v Superman and again just making making Batman the villain was a very like brave decision in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um because even in like the Dark Knight Returns comic, he's not necessarily the villain but he's a very like morally gray character where it's like, you're still rooting for him, but you also can tell that there's like a darkness to him that you don't want to support. And then in, in Batman V Superman, like, and the ultimate edition explains it a whole lot better about like the whole conflict between Batman V Superman and why Superman doesn't trust Batman. Um, and you find out that like, Batman has been terrorizing like like even the the citizens of Gotham yeah are terrified of Batman um absolutely because he's just gone fucking a wall like he's branding Bro, I'd be, people I'd be scared of that motherfucker too like Tell yeah. me you would not piss your pants <laughs> if you saw a man dressed up like a bat lurking in the fucking rafters man yeah like it's it's just so cool and and I'm I thought it was really cool to see a Batman that has been Batman for over 20 years. He's getting old. Mm-hmm. He's more jaded. He's not as tr- I mean Batman's never been trusting, but to see him really not be trusting. Mm-hmm. And he's like he doesn't even think to fucking talk to Superman about it. He's like this motherfucker destroyed a whole fucking city with his fight. I am not hesitating to take this man out. 
Right. And it's like, even Alfred doesn't support him. Like, nobody fucking supports him. And he's the fucking villain. And I don't know. know, I just think it's so dope. You know you fucked up when Alfred's even just like, nah, bro, that ain't the way. Yeah, like (laughs) the scene where where Bruce says that he's going to steal the kryptonite from Lex Luthor. And uh, Alfred is like, oh, so that you can destroy it and help Superman. And Bruce looks at him and goes, no. I'm going to use it to destroy Superman. And Alfred's like, hey, yo, what? <laughs> like, it's like, know, hold on, something right Superman here. really just, like, fucked Batman up when he was going to take Kryptonite and kill this dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, he made a whole ass spear and was going <laughs> to kill Superman. Yeah. He's like, I don't fuck with you no more. Um, you're dying. I don't want to play with you anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've said that quote so many times this week, it's not even fucking funny anymore. It- <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it has its faults. You know, I think that the Doomsday stuff was a little rushed. Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, I still enjoy his Lex Luthor, but I know he's not the best and definitely uh, could have been portrayed a little bit better or written a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, there was something else. Oh, at the fucking Martha scene. Like, I don't have a problem with it. I understand what they were trying to do with it. I understand it could have been executed better, but I'm sick of fucking hearing about the goddamn Martha scene. Go bitch about something else. <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry. Go bitch about something else, man. Go touch grass. Climb a tree. <laughs> like, like, honestly, I, I understand what they were trying to do. Like, if you fucking pay attention. God damn it. I'm Martha sorry. Way, Martha Kent. It is not the fact that they have the same fucking name. Like, is it? Is it that way in the car? True. They both no, have... no, it's not. Both that's of their not... parents are. Both of their moms are named Martha. Yes, but that's not. They don't have to. There's like, there's like no moment in like the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Where it's like, why do you know that name? No, no, I, I know that, but I'm just saying, like. I, I'm just, I was just curious in general, like in the comics, oh. the DC comics, do both Superman and Batman's their mothers? Their names the are name, Martha. Yes. So they do share the same first name. Huh. Yes. Yes. You think Martha they did Kent that on purpose? No. no. I think that they just couldn't come up with another fucking name. <laughs> to be fair, I mean, Martha, Martha Wayne's not in it that much. name with women in the 30s. So. Martha. To be fair, Martha Wayne's like not around as much as Martha Kent is. Yeah, Martha Wayne's <laughs> fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so like, I think they're just like, you know what, Martha Wayne's just a throwaway name. Fuck, it doesn't matter. True. Martha and Thomas. And then what was, uh... Jonathan. Jonathan, Jonathan Kent, yeah. John Kent. Yeah. Kevin Costner. Yellowstone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. <laughs> VVS is like a... It's a... It's a nice movie. It's an okay movie. It's like one of the movies where like, I gotta be like in the mood to turn it on. Damn it, Brendan. You've done it again, man. I've changed your opinion on a movie? Yes. 
I did it with Eternals. I did it with Batman v Superman. Bless yeah, okay, to be fair, but Eternals no. actually, but Eternals straight up just fucking. Get Ga- Garrett before you talk to Brendan. What were your initial thoughts on Eternals? Initially, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie, and then Brendan and Elizabeth talked me out of it. Well, Garrett, what's one of your comfort movies? All right. Well, uh, I want to first talk about uh, the dirt. What uh, What is the dirt? The Dirt is a biopic um, of Motley Crue, a world-famous um, hair metal band from the 1980s. And, uh, I know those guys. And uh, The Dirt, it's, uh, it's based on their collaborative autobiography uh, written of the same name hmm. uh, that was released in, like, late 90s, early 2000s. I'm not sure which. But, um... You know, it's like any other biopic about um, a, a band or a, or a musician or whatever. And the reason I like it so much is because um, when I was a kid, uh, I was introduced to Motley Crue's music, and it was a huge part of my life growing up. And so to see, like, a movie being made about, like, personal, like, heroes of mine when i was a kid like i wanted to be a fucking rock star when i was a kid because of molly crew and so i watched this movie and it came out in like 2019 so i was already like an adult at this time so to like see a movie made about like these people that i like really really liked was it was so great because uh i had read the autobiography that the movie is based on and like the way it was cast is just perfect the way that like even machine gun kelly honestly he is the standout actor in that movie really he his performance tommy lee is just pitch perfect like i i was shocked to find out that it was machine gun kelly because i did not know who the fuck Machine Gun Kelly was until I watched this movie. I love this movie so much because, like, yeah, of course, you know, there's some, like, really hard themes, like, you know, like, drug abuse, alcoholism, losing a child. Like, there's some, like, really hard themes, but, um, it's, uh, it's constantly, like, narrated, um, through messages that the original band members had uh, written in the book um, by the actors who they they that they uh, that are portraying them and it like it's a really like not like self-reflective movie but it's a movie that makes you think about yourself mm-hmm like it's an indescribable kind of thing. No, I know, I know what you mean though, because there's definitely like a couple movies that I can just think of off the top of my head that immediately I'm like, anytime I watch that, I think about who I am as a person. Yeah, and it's like, like looking in a mirror. Only no, not exactly. Face off. That's my movie, man. Anytime I watch Face Off, I'm like, <laughs> holy shit, am I really Brendan? <laughs> or am I someone pretending to be Brendan and I just forgot? 
I love it All right. because I grew up loving Motley Crue. I Melanie, you know, obviously raised me on on eighties hair bands too. So I grew up with fucking like Poison, uh, Guns and Roses, Def Leppard, shit like that. So I I understand what you mean growing up with Motley Crue. Yeah. Way, way, way before our time on Levi. Uh, Country. Levi, it's funny that you you talk about country music. Oh, God. Because, uh... I know exactly what's about to fucking happen. (laughs) You know why? Because life is a fucking highway. Life is a fucking highway. And that song is in one of your your comfort movies. God... (laughs) I, I felt that happening in slow fucking days. Yeah. <laughs> and is acceptable. We have been just... friends for way too long. I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna rip off the band-aid right now and just get it out the way. <laughs> oh, <Yep>. man. <laughs> I, 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 I was not letting you have that joke. <laughs> I'll Fuck fucking... you. <laughs> hey, I tell you, fucking life is a highway. Oh, man. The summer of 06, that shit was, that was it. That's that a great was album. Bussin', for real. Yes. The summer of 2006. <laughs> oh, man. That was the song. So, anyway, Levi, life is a highway. Talk about cars. <laughs> Let. Honestly, Garrett, life is a fucking highway. It oh really God, is. Get over it. <laughs> and you want to ride it all night long? I do. I will admit, man. That, that song, that that song dominated. Let's go hard. Oh, it does. That, that song, that song dominated it, my brain. No, like still to this day, that song is a fucking bop. That song plays at work every fucking day. Oh, yeah. It's one of the See, only songs what... I look forward to on our fucking soundtrack. <laughs> See, that's like that's like when I'm where I worked at Porto Old and every day I hear you got a friend of me. <laughs> Except I hated that every day. No, nah, oh. anytime Life is a Highway comes on, I jam out to it. I don't oh, care yeah. if there's customers in the store. Why is Cars <laughs> your comfort movie, Levi? Oh well, okay, when we say comfort movies, to me it means like um movies that you can like you'd always be down for. No matter what. That's exactly yeah. what a comfort movie is. Yeah. And so, for me, uh, for, for me, Cars is just one, like, it always has been. It's been one of those movies where any time of the year, I could watch it. There was, like, back in 2015, me and my brothers, we watched that movie, like, three times in that sum- like, just that summer between May and August. And, yeah, because that's where you fucking got, stupid Levi Car, what an idiot. <laughs> 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 yes, you can do. You that came back any... saying that, and I'm like, "Why the fuck are you saying that?" <laughs> Stupid grandpa car. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh, no, seriously, seriously, like I, I don't know. I just, I really enjoy that movie. It's um, <clears throat> you know what? It, it's a good reminder. That you need to. You need to hit the brakes every now and then and slow down and enjoy life. So, damn, that yeah. was actually much deeper than I thought you were ever gonna get. I mean, that's the whole fucking message behind the movie. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, Levi's very much right. This guy with the message, just like, no, I know, but still, 
Like, yeah, <laughs> like, it's... And I, I just I think, think it's funny. Just, you know, like, it, it, it reminds you to, like, slow down, enjoy the little things, like, the, the friends you have, not the big, the big grand scheme, not the fame, the fortune, like, it's the little, the, the small town, your hometown, not to forget where you come from, not to where forget, like, I, I know it's not your hometown, but for other people, you know, it's like, the, I mean, it, he started somewhere, and uh, aside from, like, you know, slowing down, enjoying the little in life, like, it reminds you that, hey, there's a whole lot more to life than just what you're narrow-minded about. There's the, for McQueen, it was winning. Yeah. It was winning that goddamn Piston Cup, being the youngest rookie, first rookie, young, youngest kid to win it. And he there's more. Cup. Yeah, exactly. See? He's Shit like that. It's funny. But, um, yeah, so it just reminds you, like, hey, there's more to life than – your F-150, your house in Newtown, your Lego Titanic. Like, there's more to life than all this shit. Bro, it's not... A, well, I mean, it's about you. This is your proper movie. <laughs> That's all I want in life, is I want my F-150. I want my house in Newtown. And to one day build this goddamn Lego Titanic. A... But yeah, no, so Cars is always one of my favorite animated films. Really, why? Like, I like cars. Just the message behind it, and literally, I can get behind it any day. And of course, my favorites are Mater and Doc Hudson. Those are my two favorites. Word. What about Chick Hicks? A Chigga, 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 Chigga. Nah, fuck Chick Hicks. He's Who fucking ass. Michael Keaton. Dead ass. Dead ass. Look yeah. Out. Michael Keaton voiced Chick Hicks. Good Chigga, good Chigga. The Keen of NASCAR, uh, Richard Petty, voiced the Keen, Donico, the Keen in the movie. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. Or when he, when he lights up the town, when he helps the town get back to his feet, and like he helps everyone out getting tires and a paint job and lining it up and everything, yeah, whatnot. He, he really turns it around and becomes like a very nice person. Yeah. It's the classic tale of a city slicker coming to a small podunk town. And the podunk town changes his ways. Mm -hmm. They teach him to not be an asshole. God, that's just me whenever I moved to Kennett in 2008. Kennett, Brendan made you worse. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I just had a stroke. I said, Kennett, Brendan made you worse. I know you did. I know you did. (laughs) You go damn well. Kennett made you worse. Bro, I somehow, some way, you going to Webster made you better. No one says that about Webster. Yeah, I plead and the fifth. Is, and this has been our <laughs> and this has been our daily dunk on our on our alma mater. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad you. I'm glad you really like cars because I mean, we all like. Come on now, it's cars. You can't go wrong. Yeah, it's always you can't go wrong with having a good time like that. I I always I can say this. I always reminisce back to 2006. Back to back. It makes me think of my childhood because when Cars came out, I mean, we all remember like it was a big yeah. fucking deal in the play, in the oh, toy yeah. world. Like mm-hmm. everybody had to get their car. Like Disney milked the shit off that merchandise. Yes, they, it, they, bro. I they guess still so many those... collectible cars. Yes. Toys. Yeah. I got the I bought the car I got the cars video game when it came out. Yes, I did for too, GameCube. Yeah, for, GameCube. yeah, for the GameCube. Yes, that, that game PS2. like 
that game holds up surprisingly well. It does. Yes. I, I remember I, I the king was my favorite character and I tried so hard to find a king uh car. Yeah. And I finally found one when you... I was little. I oh, I, I got one. You got to go if you go to Disneyland in Los Angeles cuz they have Cars Land at one of the theme parks there and it is so cool cuz it's literally you you walk into Ra- Radiator Springs and it, it it's set up and designed exactly like how it is set up in the movies and it's so cool and you can find the cars there too like you know they still have the cars toys there like Doc Hudson, Mater, Lightning McQueen, Sal literally all of them. It's Damn. so cool. That sounds so kick ass. It that is. does. It is. Uh, and Lightning McQueen and Mater and Red, they come out and you can take pictures with them at the Cozy Cone and everything. It's so cool. Okay, it's it so actually much sounds fun. like really fucking great. That's De- me anytime I go to the Marvel Island at uh at Universal, Universal Studios. Anyway, I think I'm done with cars, but all right. So Levi's done talking about cars. Uh Steven, you you are up uh on the on the oh, batting man. order, so Speaking of like animated movies, my my other comfort movie is an animated classic that should have won an Oscar, but it didn't because I'm pretty sure it lost to a fucking Disney movie. Well, I'm about to check this shit right now. I'm I'm telling you, how Movie Castle did not win an Oscar. Oh, no, I only, believe it. I believe the it only Jimmy movie that ever won an Oscar is fucking Spirited Away. Which, to be fair, Spirited Away is a very good movie. Yeah. It's it, it's Oscar worthy. But so it's like, to be fair, so are like a bunch of Jimmy movies that have been out. Yeah, they all like them, very much. Yeah. A lot of them deserve fucking Oscars, but here we are. Um, Is it pronounced want. Studio Ghibli or Ghibli? It's Ghibli. Ghibli. You want to hear yeah, something like, crazy? What? Never seen a single Studio Ghibli movie. Did you I see didn't like until that? college. Yeah, because a little bit fortunate to watch a bunch of movies. I've movies. always, I've always intended to because my uncle Blake, he's like mad into anime and mad into Studio Ghibli movies, and he's always telling me like, "Dude, you gotta watch this shit. It's so good." Yada yada. I and mean, like, I can uh, never commit to watching anime. To be, to be fair, anime is a very big commitment because yeah. it's. It's a big commitment based on the show, based on whatever you're watching, because I feel like if you're being recommended stuff, you're using like being recommended long form series that like mm-hmm. take a lot of fucking get through mm-hmm. versus like the usual like 12 epi- like the usual like shorter 12 episode shows that might like exist. Yeah. Because those are 12 episode animes are usually like really fucking good. What got but... you into Howl's Moving Castle, Steven? I mean, it was it was the very first Jimmy movie I ever like saw. Cause when it came out, it like I obviously like I didn't care for a theater release because I was just like, I don't know what this is. I'm not gonna sit and watch this movie if I don't know what it is. I'm like, what I was probably like what ten when it came out? No, not even ten. I was like It came out this uh, was two thousand eight. Two thousand five. Okay, so it came out to the five. I think it came because it didn't. I feel like because I watched, I watched it when it came on Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network had like a random premiere of this movie for some reason. Don't know why. But Cartoon Network ran this movie, and that was the very first time I saw it. And I think that was more so like in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. That time, 
It was like that. It was in that weird, like, middle ground where, like, Toonami was like kind of getting phased out temporarily. Mm-hmm. Worst, wor- the worst part of our fucking history was when Toonami ended for like a good few years. Honestly, it was but, like right on the cusp of like Toonami and Adult Swim. Yeah, it was like right there, and like so we had like premiered enough that in that in that time zone, and I'm like, all right, cool. So I watched the movie and it just like it grabbed me as a kid and just never let go. And it's just I don't know. It's just a really good movie. Um, I still need to read the book because I'm I it's a year a while to realize, to learn that the movie is based off of a book. And I know that the movie is like a much different adaptation than what the book is. And you know what? That's fine. I still think it fucking slaps because it's a really good movie. Like it I is. I've never like I've never really had a idea of what a good dream cast of a movie is, but like even this, this was a shockingly like solid cast group because you have like you have fucking Christian Bale as Howell. And that Billy... tickles my tookus every single time oh. I think about that. Your tookus. Yes. You really it's, just fucking Because, that. like, you... It okay, but, like, tukus. you... Because if you watch that movie, if you don't recognize... you, If you watch that movie, what? you don't realize that that's Christian Balance. You actually look into it. You know, but... Howl's Moving Castle really lost the Oscar to The Incredibles. You know that what? is Damn. bullshit. Uh, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. After, like, don't give after me seeing Howl's Moving Castle. That is bullshit. Like, don't get me wrong. I fucking like... love The Incredibles. Oh but yeah, like... the first one. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, the like, first one. I don't like the best second animated one. for like best animated picture. Yeah, best yes. animated film. The Incredibles wow. won best animated film over Howl's Moving Castle. Nah, that's complete. That's that's complete bullshit. And we, I'm glad that we all know it. Yeah, that's bullshit. Like, come on now. You 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 tell me you 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 look at me and you tell me that that entire fucking movie as a whole does not look fucking beautiful and deserves to be Oscar worthy and Oscar like winning and you tell me that it doesn't, I'm gonna fight you. It, it's it's that simple. Because like hands- the Ghibli movies have like a huge reputation for just being like gorgeous in terms yeah. of like like the scale of like the backdrops and character design and like yeah, like is like that and then like the movies are just fucking good. Like I there are a couple like Jimmy movies like I do not like. Like um Tales from Earthsea is we don't talk about Tales from Earthsea. That movie's fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's not that that's that's an odd movie, but to be fair, it wins me because Willem Dafoe's in it. <laughs> that's fair. And he's good in that movie, so therefore I'm not upset. <laughs> That's me with Porco Rosso and uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yeah. Then yeah. that one was one of those like, what the fuck? They the thing is with Ghibli movies, they get like really good people to like voice the roles in their movie when they do the English dub. But I think it's also because of because the fact that when it comes to distribution, Disney um, kind of does distribution for Ghibli movies sometimes. Yeah. Like they so did that with uh, Ponyo. Yeah, we. Uh, I I like Ponyo. It took me a 
I never watched Pony when it first came out, but when I watched it, I was like, I see why people love this movie. It's so good. And like it's it fits it fits so well. It's just one of those good movies. And like like I said, the cast for like the cast for um for Howl's New Castle is so good. Like I said, there's Christian Bale as Howell. Um Gene Simmons, not you know, not not that Gene Simmons, the other Gene Simmons is um Sophie and Emily Mortimer is like oh, like that is um young Sophie. Mm-hmm. I realized that John Hunchett is also in this movie. Oh uh, yeah, it's got a great cast. Like I'm looking at it right now. Fucking well. Billy Crystal as Calcifer, fucking masterpiece. Yeah, masterclass yeah. casting. Like you can't, you can't tell me that fucking Billy Crystal Calcifer is not a good role. That shit slaps so hard. It's it is it's just a really good movie. It has really good casting and like it's and the other thing with like with Ghibli movies it's like they always have like a strong like message to them because this one is Halloween Castle has a message just you know um hey war kind of fucking sucks seems to be the the theme of a lot of Ghibli movies well I mean that, yeah. <laughs> that's just uh Hayao Miyazaki's whole thing he don't yeah that man war. That man doesn't like war. He fucking loves the environment. Like, have you like watching Mononoke? Is just yeah, the both Mononoke is, both, is the is a mixture. Just like, hey, war sucks, but also protect the fucking environment, please. That's a good one. Princess Mononoke it's, is a good one. It's a very good movie, and like that, what? and Nas- Nausicaa has a strong like environmentalist stance on it too. And like even 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 like Halloween Castle has like some like slight stance on like. On environmental, on like the environment, but it mostly has like that anti-war message. And honestly, like I think it, I think it's a good stance. It's, I, I think it's good because even like in the movie, like you see how much it affects Howell because he's doing the war on like he's tackling the war on like multiple fronts, and you can see how much it affects him because he's being. Because he's doing his um his like transformation through one side of the war, but also trying to balance like playing multiple sides of it. And you mm-hmm. can see like in some of the date, like he'll come like the first time you see him come back from uh from fighting, he just sits on the he like comes in and slumps in his chair and just talks to Calipher and he's just like, Yeah, no, like this it's not getting better out there. It's just going to keep getting worse until somebody tries to put a stop to it, and and it it affects him, but you don't really see it affect like Sophie and even Markle because I mean Markle only has Markle technically only has like Howell and Sophie and Calvert as like his family, but you can see it like it's you can see like when it really affects Sophie is Sophie because like. Because whenever she um, whenever she sees her mom again, and they have like a talk, they have like a talk. You're just like, oh yeah, they're like bonding. But then her mother goes right back around, and he's just like, well, I see my husband because you find out he's being manipulated by the like the queen to help them find out where Howell is. Like the the war really messes with everybody and everybody in the movie to a degree, and it 
stands out so well because it's just like it shows you how war can not only just like affect one person but how it can affect a group of people like a like a chosen family of like that caliber how it affects them and how it affects like even you know the family you're born into because how much that affects Sophie later in the movie because she gets so taken away taken away not even taken away she just gets like she just gets separated from like her her family and then the war of Misty even hits the town that she lives in when she tries to go back and try to stop Hal from going out to fight again when he doesn't need to but he chooses to and he almost dies for it because he's just like I don't know what else to do with this I have to do something and yeah it's so it's such a good movie and that and just all the characters are good my favorite character isn't even a main fucking character having time. He doesn't talk, but I fucking love Turniphead for no reason. Turniphead. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Turniphead just like bouncing away on his like stick thing is yeah. really funny. And then you find out that he's actually a prince that got cursed by the Witch to Waste as well. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about you because you've kind of fucked off for a while. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he got stuck in a bush, so. Nah, Howl's Moving Castle is a good one. I, I remember when Elizabeth showed it to me. It was, it was really good. It's a good movie. Good movie. Good casting. Good story. Great fucking music. The score is like definitely. The score is a score that will live with me until like the day I die because that movie has it has such good music. And you know what? God bless the man Joe Hisashi for just <laughs> just be making bangers. Bless you. For every Ghibli movie, that man does not stop with his hits. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's why I really like Calvin Castle. It just stands out as such a great movie, and I I watch it whenever I'm bored and don't and I want to watch whenever I'm bored and want to watch like an animated movie. I'm like, you know what? Let's just watch Calvin Castle. Even though I've seen it for like a million plus times, it never gets old when I watch it. That's Word. fair. It's a it's pretty much a timeless movie. So Yeah, it is. But yeah, I mean, speaking of timeless classics. But yes, talk about your second your second favorite movie. My uh my other comfort movie. Yeah. Yeah, man. Let me uh let me start this off by saying I cannot help that I am a fan of early 2000s superhero movies. Hey, man, <laughs> nobody's blaming you. I grew up on that shit. Grew up on, uh, on, well, actually, I, like, I grew up on, like, Michael Keaton's Batman, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, all that shit. Um, I, like, even, like, rewatching like, the 2004 Punisher movie this year, like, this week. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's such a good movie. Brendan. Like, Oh, I love that movie so much. It's so fun. I know that that's going to become one of my comfort movies now. Same. Because, like, like I, know it's, I know it's going to be. Uh, <laughs> um, it's so good. Anyways. Punisher Warzone was ass. Um, Completely. I even ass i even got a soft spot for like the fantastic four movies like the original ones with like jessica alba and yeah. chris evans and uh but i even got fan a soft spot no, fuck fan force oh yeah no yeah fuck fan force um i even got a soft spot for the first ghost rider movie 
I, um, we were talking about this earlier this year. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, the first Ghost Rider movie is actually like it, it, it's 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 a kind of a, it's kind of a banger though. Yeah, I I want to rewatch it because it's like, I, I, like I don't know. Early two thousand superhero movies had a specific style, and they all felt like different from each other. Excuse me, sorry, that was really gross. Oh, I didn't hear um, it. It didn't. You, oh. It didn't pick up on the mic. My bad. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> like they all had like a specific style. They all felt individual. All of that, you know. Um, but the the movie that's my comfort movie is the 2003 Daredevil movie, starring uh, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner. Now, I also want to preface. That this movie is actually what made Daredevil my favorite superhero. Um, because it introduced me to the character. Um, and I know it's not the best. I know it's hella goofy at times. I really like the, the 2003 Daredevil movie. I can't help it. I enjoy Ben Affleck as Matt Murdock. I, I, I don't think that... Because like... Any, anytime someone talks about how bad the movie is, they're like, oh, that awful Ben Affleck movie. I don't think it's his fault. I think that for what he was given, he actually did a pretty good job of playing Matt Murdock. Um, yeah. In my opinion, like anytime somebody says a movie is bad, it will never be an actor's fault or a director's fault necessarily. It will always boil down to bad writing. I think that Ben Affleck did a good job as uh, as Daredevil. Um, I enjoyed seeing like the lawyer side of him, the the Catholic side of him, and seeing how he really like never gave up being Daredevil. Like seeing his origin story and all of that play out. I thought that Michael Clark Duncan was fucking amazing as uh, as Kingpin. He oh, did it. Great job, dude! Fucking commanded the screen anytime he was on. Yeah, uh, I agree. I love. I love that. He was a fucking force. And I'm not even gonna lie. I love Colin Farrell as Bullseye. He's fucking crazy as hell. And I mean that like fits, you know? Yeah. Bullseye is one crazy dude. I I I may get flack for this. This may be a hot take. Mm, I feel like I know what you're about to say. I kind of like Colin Farrell Bullseye a little bit more than the Netflix Bullseye. Um, just because of the performance. Now, I, I think that uh, I love Bullseye in the Netflix series. Um, I think that he works for the Netflix series. But I think like as Bullseye, I liked Colin Farrell's craziness like batshit portrayal because it fit the comics. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. I just I thought it was cool seeing seeing him like that. Um and seeing the skills that he could pull off. Um him going like toe to toe with Daredevil and Electra. Mm-hmm. Them adapting the death of Electra, that storyline, that fight was pretty uh pretty fucking brutal. Even for a PG thirteen movie with uh with him mm-hmm. fighting Electra. Um, shit was fucking crazy. Speaking of Elektra and um, like early two thousand superhero movies, did her did her solo movie come before or after Daredevil? After, after. Daredevil. 
Gotcha. It's it's like a it's like a sequel. It actually oh, so it is like a place, sequel. Like she's like resurrected in her movie. Yes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and there's actually a deleted scene where Matt Murdock, like Ben Affleck, makes an appearance. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, because I remember I used to watch the Electra movie all the time because it was one of the only movies we had on DVD. I watched it all the time too, and then uh, I tried to watch it whenever we were in high school, and I was bored shitless. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it not was even. So bad. It's not even that. Like like. It's bad. The, like, it's bad. It's the pacing. Like, but the it's pacing so is slow. fucking boring. You get 30 minutes in and still not jack shit has happened. Like, the only action, really, that I can remember that's, like, really engaging was that whole sequence where the hand attacks her in the forest. Mm-hmm. And uh, that tattoo guy shows Oh, up. with the fucking wolves and yeah. shit. His name was literally Tattoo. Literally Tattoo was his name. There's there's actually a lot of stuff with, with the Daredevil movie that I like. Um, much like Batman v Superman. Um, I, I, I first want to talk about the score. Because I think that the music, like, like the original score, not like the soundtrack with like the Nickelback and, and all of that. Uh, <laughs> although the Evanescence songs are still bangers. Um... <laughs> Uh, the original score, like the music that was composed for the movie, is really fucking good. Um, like the choir singing, and like all of the all of the music leading, like in the intro, leading to seeing Daredevil on top of the church, so fucking beautiful. Like all of the music that was composed is so good and does a great job of like capturing the tone of the movie. And um. I also really, I I actually really like how they did his radar sense, like how they showed him using his senses was really fucking cool in this movie. I liked that a lot too. I'm not I'm not a fan of like the open for interpretation world on fire view that they had in the Netflix show. If I'm being I honest, like I didn't like that either. But uh, yeah, like like how they did his radar sense in the movie. Is so fucking cool. It looks good. It doesn't look like it's aged because it's old CGI, but it's showing like how he would see things. Um, it incorporates his sense of sound, incorporates his sense of smell as well. We actually get to see like when a guy blows a cigar in his face, we get to see the smoke like coming towards him. Stuff like that. It's really fucking cool. And I really like how they did that. And um, I personally thought it was a cool touch about the rain. Um, like water droplets. Each each water droplet makes a sound. And therefore it like reverberates out. And he's able to quote unquote see people. Mm-hmm. Like that shit is cool. Because that's something that I could totally see them doing with Daredevil. Right. And having that be the way, like, he's able to defeat Kingpin is because Kingpin's so fucking muscular, he can't, like, take control of him. Like, he can't really, like, see him because he keeps getting overwhelmed by his hits. Yeah, like, when it's raining is when he's, like, at his most aware and where he's, like, at his strongest. Right. It's so fucking cool. Oh, my God. It's so fucking cool. I'm sorry. No, um, I don't know. This is a- cool. This like, movie that's is... one of the things that Daredevil 
uh, like the film Daredevil did better than the series Daredevil. Yeah, like I think they did his radar sense in the sh- in the movie much better than in the show. Yeah. And you, yeah. what were you saying, Stephen? I was saying like, yeah, this movie's like pretty good. Like I think you showed it to me for the first time when we were doing our um, we were doing like our watch through of like Blade Two and Blade Trinity. Yeah. After we watched after, after we watched, watched Blade, uh, Blade and Blade in our comic book class. Yeah. And then we were just like, let's end it off with um. With Daredevil, and I was like, I don't know what to think of this movie. But then I watched it, and I was like, this is, it's, it's a pretty nice movie. Like I know it's not, it's not the best thing on earth, but like you know, it's still like really freaking good. It's, it's a really entertaining movie. Yeah, and and I showed you the director's cut because that's the only version that's on Blu-ray, and the mm-hmm. director's cut is a vast improvement on the theatrical version. Um, it adds like 30 minutes of footage, so it fills in a lot of the plot holes that were in uh, the theatrical also, version. Yeah, and also there's a fucking surprise cameo from Ellen Pompeo. Yeah, she played uh, Karen Page. Meredith Grey played Karen Page. In the... You're shitting me. I'm not nope. shitting you. True facts. I'm not shitting you. She played Karen Page in the in the Daredevil movie. And I, I, it still blows my mind that John Favreau played Foggy. I think about that all the time. Yeah, I, I think about the fact that uh, John Favreau has now worked with two different Daredevil actors. I, I think about that all the time. Wait, oh, that's right. I, I completely forgot that Charlie Cox was in Far From Home. Yeah, or No Way no Home. Way home. Sorry. This man has been, this John Favreau has been part of Marvel for God knows how many years, even before like the fucking MCU. Yeah. Oh, but definitely. Yeah, like I, I, I personally don't understand why this movie gets so hated. I, I don't think it's the worst fucking superhero movie ever made. You know, like, you know why it gets hated on because it's part of that era of superhero films that came before the MCU. Yeah, but like and... movies from that era are still good. Like you can't, you can't tell me that X Two is not a good fucking movie. Oh, X2 for sure. Is... X two is probably the best X Men movie. That or it, it um, really is so class. fucking good. But um, that and I think that everyone completely like, like overblows the fucking playground scene. Like, yeah, the playground fight between him and Elektra, yes, was goofy. But like every early 2000s superhero movie had a goofy scene like that. You can't, yeah, like the basketball scene from Catwoman. The fucking basketball scene from Catwoman. Um, oh fuck! What goofy scene happened in fucking Spider Man? Spider Man Two you has a fucking you raindrops can... keep falling on my head scene oh, in Spider Man Two. I said it's pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> pizza time. Like to be fair, you can pick and choose any moment from the Spider Man movies, and you'll find a goofy. Fantastic moment. Four had the whole movie. Basically, yeah. Yeah, you're right. The whole movie was cheesy as hell, but it was fun. Ghost That's... Rider, whenever he was showboating next to the van, whenever Roxanne was driving yep. away. Yeah. That was goofy. Yeah. That was extremely goofy. Like Yeah, like every every early 2000s superhero movie had cheesy cheesy things like I yeah, that's why I think it gets hated. It's just a victim of the time it was made. Yeah, yeah. Because like 
if you watch it now, I don't I don't think it's as bad as as everyone makes it out to be. No, I'm sure I'm sure if I watched it tomorrow, I'd agree with you. Again, yeah. like like Ben Affleck as Matt Murdock, I think is cool. And it's like the, whenever I was watching it, there's a lot of really really good dialogue in it. Um like a lot of the moments between him and Electra, I think are are really good. A lot of people hate the fucking relationship between uh, him and Elektra in the movie and think it's rushed and they think the dialogue is cheesy. But, like, I I would honestly disagree. There's a scene where, um, like, they're at the ball and he walks up to her and meets her and he talks about how she's beautiful and she says, I got dressed up for you. Even though he can't fucking see her. And then they're dancing and she grabs his his sunglasses and asks if if she can take them off. And he's like hesitant and she takes them off and he goes, yeah, that's that's fine. Most people get uncomfortable when they like see my eyes, though. And it's like like she just doesn't fucking care because she loves him. And it's like it's cheesy as hell, but I, I can't help it like. I thought that it was like really good. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna be an advocate for the 2003 Daredevil movie. I wish we would have gotten another one. One of the things that I don't like is I'm not a big I'm not the biggest fan of the suit. That's fair. Like I think the horns are too short and thin. That's fair. Yeah, I've always I've always thought that the horns should be a little bit longer. Like they should be longer and like wider on on the base of the skull. Yeah. Well, not the base of the skull, but they're kind of just like jutting out. Yeah. Yeah. Like the suit, like I wasn't I wasn't huge on the suit. Yeah, I think that for the early 2000s it it worked because every right. superhero suit had that leather look. Right. Um, X Men, Fantastic Four, like yeah. all the like all those movies from that time, like were like leather. Yeah, because that was like around the that was around the time of like the ultimate, um, the ultimate comics. Everything ultimate took inspiration comics. from yeah, the ultimate yeah. comics. Everything's like streamlined and edgy looking and stuff. Yep. So yeah, I mean it makes sense, but yes. like the the biggest thing for me was the horns. I wasn't crazy about the horns. Yeah, I think that the horns could be a little bit longer. And a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't think it's a bad movie. I I really like it. That's why Word. it's my comfort movie. I grew up on that shit. Word, yeah. All right, I guess it's I guess it's my turn to talk about my second comfort movie, huh? Yup. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my second favorite co- uh, comfort movie is uh, is Step Brothers, the classic you know adam mckay type humor and it it is only made better with will ferrell and john c riley you know like will ferrell obviously is one of the most popular and uh, most well recognized uh comedy actors you know in the world uh he started out snl was awesome on snl and then um uh, put him in a movie with John C. Riley, and it's just a recipe for 
great laughs. And um, the reason I love Step Brothers so much is because it came out in uh, when I was in like middle school, and like the type of humor that uh, <laughs> that, that Step Brothers had when I was in middle school. I swear to God, it was like it was like somebody. It was like a, like God was talking to me. <laughs> the humor is such just like middle school kid, like middle school boy type humor. I just loved it so much because like like did you put your nuts on or I'm gonna put my nuts on your drum set? <laughs> Like, that's such a middle school fucking thing. I remember you quoting that shit all the fucking time. Dude. And fucking, you, you said that shit in band. You could not <laughs> stop me from quoting Step Brothers. Like, I fucking loved this movie so much because, like, it's so funny because, like, there have been movies before where it talks about, like, like grown, like, like young boys in the bodies of grown men. And but like it, it's never been done in such a vulgar and crass way. Like we had Robin Williams do that movie where he's like a little boy in a in a man's body, or whatever. And that was funny and everything. But like, Step Brothers was so fucking vile. <laughs> it really fucking is. I, God fucking damn. <laughs> like. Like, I just love it so much because, like, it came out in some very formative years in my life. You know, like, I, it came out, like, 2008, so I was, like, I was like 10, 11, 12 years old by the time I actually got to watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it was just so funny because, like, it's got that classic, like, Adam McKay-type humor where it's, like, kind of slapstick. It is, uh, it's <laughs> like it's so quotable, and like I watch it probably at least four or five times a year. I Damn. just love it so much. And Steven, I understand you watched it for the first time. Yes, I watched it for the first time yesterday because because I just wanted to talk and talk about it today. And I, oh my, goodness, my fucking goodness, I watched this movie and I was like, oh my god, what the fuck is that noise? Why do I hear an echo? I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know what that was. Okay. Oh, that was weird. Okay, cool. Um, but I watched it the first time, and I didn't really like. I've I've heard people quote Step Brothers like for fucking years, and I never really would just like. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get why it's like that fucking no, funny. Kid. I truly, I was just like, I was like, I was like. Patrick, I don't get it. But Levi, I don't get it. I'm not gonna <laughs> call him dad. <laughs> not even if there's a fire. So like the, the movie has like you said, it has like such like childish humor that it's just really fucking funny. Like there's the moment where I'm just like, oh my god, this is like like sometimes I'm like, this is really childish, but I'm like, but that's the point. <laughs> Robert Bear not getting my face. Because I'll drop oh, that motherfucker. Fuck. 
like it's it's so middle school boy humor and it's so quotable. It is. And like it all... it's got it's got a great cast, like Adam Scott. It does. John, like... Bro, I Adam Scott does not fucking age. Like I did not realize he was, I didn't know he was in his movie until he popped up. And I was yeah. like, he looks the same as he does now. Yeah. He's he he he's the poor man's Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, right. He, he he doesn't age. Like and like out of all the celebrities that like donate, it's like him, Paul Rudd, fucking Pharrell. All these people just do not age, and it is so wild. But like, yeah, this movie was has some really fucking good moments. But I'm like, you know what? It's the fucking it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. It's man. the fucking Catalina, Catalina wine mixer. That's all you need to know. If you if you don't know, then you don't know. But if you do, you know it's the fucking Catalina wine mixer. And another great thing about this movie is that we get to he- hear Will Ferrell's singing voice, which is always a treat. That is very true. I yes. didn't realize that he like sings like that for real. Yeah, that's like his real voice. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, that's fucking great. That that whole sequence was like really good, really fucking funny. Like all the flash like the flashback and like the the fucking like fantasy with like the lumberjack and the centaur. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just it's just it's such a good movie. Because it's the kind of movie that, like, especially like if you're sad or if you've had like a bad day, mm-hmm. if you if you put on Step Brothers, like it's guaranteed to make you laugh, even if it's just a little chuckle. Yeah, like and it gave like it like it gave me some good laughs here and there, but like it's still like even though like it didn't like make me like burst at the seams laughing every time, it still had some like really funny moments at the end of the day. And honestly, like, if a movie can do that for me, that's kind of all, like, I'm here for it. If you can make me, if you can make me get, like, a couple laughs in, then, like, it's fine. But, yeah. That's that's my other, that's my other comfort film. I'm gonna have to watch it. I've I've never seen Step Brothers. Brandon. Mm -hmm. My gosh. It's on Netflix. I know. I, I, saw I, it, it. I saw it on Netflix, and I think I'm gonna, then I'm gonna watch it like Monday when I'm off work. I'm telling yeah. you, yeah, it's it's, it's I'm, it's, I'm yeah. laughing thinking about it now, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, oh, I love that movie. So that means we have one more movie to talk about. Go ahead, Levi. Just go with it. Why is just go with it your comfort movie, Levi? It always gets a laugh out of me. Literally, I can watch it any time of the year and I will laugh every single time. Like, it's so... It's it's funny. It's very humorous, like, beginning to end. I don't think it falls flat at all. It's got the... It, it's a classic rom-com. Classic rom-com. It's very heartwarming, too, because it's like, oh, man, they fall in love at the end and everything. And it's it really, like, the one he wanted to be with was right in front of him the whole time. Looks aren't everything. 
Even though well, Jennifer Aniston is still smoking. Uh, I was just about to say, well, I mean, Jennifer Aniston, she ain't bad for her age. But, you know, it's, yeah. It was Victoria's Secret versus Old Navy, and he went with Old Navy. How dare you call Jennifer Aniston Old Navy? No, 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 the way she dresses in the movie. Before, you oh. know, he, he spends his money to make her look Oh, that's a line from the movie, isn't it? It is, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to buy you the best clothes Old Navy has and whatnot. <laughs> I, this is, one, uh, once again, this is a movie that I have not seen. So It's actually it's, pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. You know, like, it's a solid rom-com. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think it was Adam Sandler's last good movie. You think that you're, was his last good you're movie? Gonna, you're going to... I know. Oh yeah, you don't like uncut gems. Well, aside from uncut gems, I think it was his last good movie. So I guess I would say his last good movie was Uncut Gems. Before Uncut Gems, it was uh, just go with it. Oh no, I think Jack and Jill. You know, you can shut it out. out. <laughs> you know what's we, so disappointing? It gave us. It gave us Dunkachino. <laughs> It did give us Dunkachino. That's the only like saving grace of that whole fucking film. If there oh, you're was one, you're absolutely right. The only thing great is just Dunkachino. Yes, that those two films came out the same year. Just go with it, and Jack and Jill. What the no fuck? Yeah, just go with it. Came out February 2011. Jack and Jill came out November 2011. You're shitting me. I'm not. I didn't realize this was a 2011 movie. I thought this was like a late two. Like a late two thousand, like a oh, mid no. late two thousand. No, oh, it was no. early twenty tens. Yeah, it, it was two thousand eleven. Yeah, was. That, that came out when I started high school. I saw I just start... go with it in the uh, in the theater when I was in the seventh grade, and back in February that when it came out twenty eleven, and uh, it was a full house, like it was sold out when I went wow. and saw it. Yeah, of course it was an Adam Sandler movie. But it was a good Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler ruled the box office in the 2000s. Oh, he did. 51st yeah. Dates and uh, <coughs> the, other, the other three with Drew Barrymore. And Grown Ups. Oh, I fucking love Grown Ups. That's another I, one. It makes that, me laugh every yeah. single time. Grown Ups is I, a good one, yeah. I, I've never seen like, Honestly, like, oh, bro. Adam Sandler, he's just great. Yeah. I'm sorry. I never Grown Ups didn't interest me when I when it was on when it was like when it came out. So I've never seen Grown Ups. Oh no, Gr- Grown Ups and Just Go with It. Both of those make me laugh every single time. Like it, they're both really comfort movies. Like I can watch both of them any time of the year, and I will always laugh. Like they're both funny. Yeah, Grown Ups is a good one. I saw Grown Ups too in the theater with my dad. I didn't see either of the Grown Ups movies the, in theaters. The more I think about it, like any Adam Sandler movie really is like a really good comfort movie for me. It, it makes you laugh. Like it really does. Like you can like watch my, it anytime. My favorite Adam Sandler movie is probably Click. <laughs> Click is a good one. Yeah, Click is a good one. Yeah, Click is a good one. Like it's funny and it's sad and it's, oh my gosh. It's like everything that you could ask for in a movie. I mean, the, all Adam Sandler movies, you notice they're all the same. Like, he always plays a rich guy, mm-hmm. and he's always got a smoking hot wife or girlfriend, like, in all of them. Like, li- just, literally. He can self-insert, so therefore he self-inserts. Nah, guys. I, fucking bedtime stories. Ah, oh, oh, fucking love bedtime stories. I love bedtime stories. So, Levi, do you have anything else to say about 
um, this movie before we go talk about like this weird fucking other movie that we found out from Fathom Events. Nah, not really. Just just go with it. Makes me smile every time. Makes me laugh every time. It warms my heart every time. Like literally, if anybody, it's always a default movie for me. As far as like, if we can't come up with a film to watch, like if we're struggling real hardcore to figure out what movie to watch, like it's always a good default for me. Is like just go with it. It's got a little bit yeah. of everything. Yeah, so, yeah. That, that's pretty solid. Damn it, Levi! I can't believe this. You what? I can't believe this. What? Every single episode that I have listened to, I have disagreed with you <laughs> so hard. <laughs> I have thought your opinions were terrible. And now tonight, you agree with both my opinions for just go with it in cars. You have no idea how much pain I'm in <laughs> by agreeing with you. You know, it's funny because um, before you came on the night, I was thinking to myself, you know, Garrett rips me a new one off recording, like off tape every fucking week. And I was thinking to myself, you know, this is going to be the one fucking time when he's actually recording with us where we're going to be in agreement, and he's not. We're not going to have like a brawl or anything. God, and goddamn fucking... it, it turned out to be exactly that. Yeah, well, don't we be gotta... fucking used to it, loser. Wow. Well, we gotta bring, I'm we gotta bring maintain, him. I'm going to maintain my hate. We Wait till next him. week. We got the Oscar nom. Or not next. Well, yes, Tuesday, we... the Oscar noms. Yeah, but... technically next week, but you know, in two weeks we record with yes. Adriano. Oscar. We'll be doing Oscar noms. But. Yeah, if, my hair out. yeah, but if you have nothing, if you are done and have nothing else to say, then that is another episode of the Cinemaniacs in the books. It was great having you on the show tonight, Garrett. Where can the people find you? Hey, man, you know, I'm on, I'm on just about everything. Uh, you can find my Twitter uh, it's my first name, Garrett underscore last name, Donahue, D-O-N-E-H-O-O. I'm on, I'm on Instagram uh, under guy named Garrett. You know, I don't really do much other than on Twitter. Like Twitter is where I live for the most part. Unfortunately. <laughs> you say unfortunately? I mean, like, like, because Twitter's a hellscape. Twitter is literally a hell mouth, so. <laughs> I mean, he ain't wrong. Well, I guess if that's it, then uh, I guess that's it for this episode. Yes, it is. And on that note, signing off, I'm Stephen. I'm Brendan. And I'm Levi. And I've been Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been Garrett. And this has been another episode of the Cinematics. And I hope you had a good rest of your day.